The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. So for a dummy like me, who has no clue, you got diagnosed in 19 with type 1 diabetes. How does that happen? Okay, Graham, let's take you for example. If you, let's see, if you eat a chocolate bar, your body needs to get the nutrient. Well, there's not much nutrients from a chocolate bar. So if you eat a chocolate bar, your body wants to get those nutrients into your cell so your body can use that as energy, okay? Insulin is released from your pancreas when you eat a chocolate bar. The insulin from your pancreas acts as a key. The cell in your body is like a lock, You need to get the food into the lock with a key. The insulin goes to the cell, opens up the lock. When the cell is opened up, the food can get in and you can use those nutrients as energy. Now, for myself and other type 1 diabetics, our pancreas doesn't work. For whatever reason, it's gotten lazy and it's done a runner. It doesn't do its job, okay? Imagine another organ in your body just stopped working. It's not ideal, all right? So when I eat a chocolate bar or another type 1 diabetic eats a chocolate bar, the glucose will be floating around your bloodstream trying to get into the cell. Because there is no insulin from my pancreas, the cell cannot be unlocked and this glucose is bouncing off the cell, bouncing off the cell, trying to get in, but there's a buildup of glucose because it's not going anywhere. It's staying in your bloodstream. So therefore... For myself and other diabetics, we have to manually inject insulin. So it's like, I view my EpiPen as like an external pancreas. So when you eat a chocolate bar, your body deals with it internally. When I eat a chocolate bar, I need to deal with it externally. So I presume when you talk about having high blood pressure, no, high blood sugar pleasure, this is when the buildup of glucose just keeps rising and rising and rising because it can't get into the cell. So you then inject insulin into your body absolutely yeah and then that goes straight into your cells goes straight into the bloodstream acting as that key as if my pancreas was to release it opens up the cells and then everybody gets into the cells and everybody has a good time and we use it as energy 
Perfect. So now you've got energy, but what I want to know is if you didn't inject yourself with insulin and the glucose continued to bounce off the cells, what would happen to your body? How would you be feeling? Uh, it's a horrible feeling. Um, so the, the, short, the two short-term effects of type 1 diabetes are either a low blood sugar, that's if you take too much insulin, or high blood sugar. That's if you don't take enough insulin, right? So because we're specifically talking about high blood sugar right now, um, when I have a high blood sugar, it's a horrible feeling. It's uh, it's kind of like being diagnosed all over again, obviously to a lesser extent. But the buildup of the glucose, you feel really tired. I personally don't feel hungry at all. I know other people do feel hungry. I have no appetite, feel nauseous. Uh, your vision goes quite blurry. And then I get this I get this really weird feeling. I, I know your blood's warm anyway, but I get this sensation like my blood is even hotter than it is. It's, re- it's strange. So I, it's kind of like, for me, when my blood sugar's high, I feel as if someone's kind of squeezing me from the inside. It's this weird... Yeah, it's... <laughs> I know. That's it's, horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it sounds weird, but yeah. I know if my blood sugar's low, I know if my blood sugar's high. What's the longest you've gone feeling like that? Have you been out with EpiPen for a period of time? Maybe you forgot it when you left the house. The longest time would have been just before I was diagnosed. Since I have been diagnosed, I've been good with it. I always have my stuff now. I forget my blood checker every now and then, but I always have my insulin. Well, most of the time. But there's never been an extended period of time. The longest that I can remember would be, apart from diagnosis, would be, say, going to bed at night, sleeping. Well, you rarely sleep. <laughs> sleeping and then waking up with a high, high blood sugar. When you wake up, it's like you've had 15 pints, but you haven't. You're nauseous, you have a headache, you're really dehydrated. Do you wake up in the middle of the night with that feeling? It can wake you up. I'd more so wake up with a low blood sugar. It's kind of like a natural alarm. Actually, only last night I had two low blood sugars through the night. So what happens when you've got a low blood sugar? When you have a low blood sugar, there's too much insulin in your body. And basically, your body is like screaming out for glucose to bring you back up. So (laughs) it's funny, like when my blood starts to drop off, feel it so I can treat it right away when I'm awake. Whereas if I'm asleep, it needs to go lower than average for my body to kind of kick in and set my natural alarm off really and be like, will you come on, wake up, will you? I need energy here. But when you wake up in the middle of the night and your blood sugar is really low, you have this sense of hunger, Graham. I can't even describe to you. Try and think back to the last time you were just like insanely hungry, right? And this type of hunger is that time's 10,000. Like, I honestly can't even describe it. You wake up and I always try I always try and deter myself from eating too much. I want to treat it with a few glucose tablets and that's it. But you're like a zombie, right? And you wake up and I invade my kitchen like I'm a bear at a picnic. <laughs> like, it's, un- it's unbelievable. I can't describe it. <laughs> one of them, I think the best one was I woke up, my blood sugar was like... 1.9 what's that for for the American readings so people can put it into perspective so that's like a blood sugar of 35 I know it really doesn't mean anything to you but that's really really low so I remember I woke up at 1.9 and I walked into the kitchen like I was a bear and I opened up the cabinets and you eat anything you eat anything you see 
anything that has any sort of nutrition at all that you think will bring your levels back up you eat so on one night I ate an entire sliced pan of white bread two packets of Sour Patch Kids an entire tub of Nutella and a bowl and a bowl of Cheerios and then she, you go back to bed and then because you fall back asleep you wake up and your blood sugar's through the roof yeah Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.